The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 152. That's right, 152 of the All Dolphins podcast. Omar and I today are joined, as you can see in the box below, by Teron Davenport from ESPN. We'll salute Teron very quickly. Do our and I seen him when he was in ESPN, but he was still going hey. up. He was grinding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, senior goal. There you go. And I, I, I used to see Teron all the time at the combine. Yeah. Uh, so 52. The first time around, we went with Mike Reichenbach, went a little obscure with a linebacker from the 90s. I'm going to go with another linebacker from the late 1990s, played three years with the Dolphins, and I mentioned him because he has a son who played last night for the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver, Zay Jones. I'm talking about Robert Jones, linebacker from East Carolina, who the Dolphins got from the St. Louis Rams, who previously had played for Jimmy Johnson and Dave Wanstead with the Dallas Cowboys. Very solid player. Started three years for the Dolphins. All right. Now He had another son that was on the Eagles practice squad, too. He did. Yes, he did. He had three sons who all played or got cups of coffee in the NFL. Zay Jones, the only one left in the NFL. And Zay Jones, I used to think he was a bad boy. I believe he was on my man crush list for, for wide receivers. Um, but obviously... Uh, a lot of factors come into whether or not a guy succeeds or fails in the NFL. But yeah. um, speaking of succeeding and failing in the NFL, uh, the Tennessee Titans, they aren't exactly circling the drain, but they are in a rebirth kind of as an organization. They've moved on from my guy, Ryan Tannehill. And anybody who heard me say my guy will know that that's a joke. Um, I've never believed in Ryan Tannehill, but I did want him to play in this game because I was intrigued and wanted the Tannehill revenge. But this happens to be the Will Levitt's era of the Tennessee Titans. Um, mm-hmm. John, what are your thoughts and views about the direction of that franchise and where it's headed with Will Levitt as a starting quarterback? Yeah, you know, first and foremost, I will say that they are in really good shape with Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel lead, leading the ship. And there's a lot of rumors and stuff about them supposedly having a power struggle, about them being at odds. And a lot of the people saying that, they're the ones that probably watch like Lifetime and, and Bravo, you know, and they just have a thirst for drama. I'm probably the only person to sit down with with Rand and, and, and have him look me in the face and sit down with Mike Vrabel and have them look me in the face. And they both told me that there's no issue. So I want to start with that. Right. Because, you know, that's something that needs to be clarified. I actually had a story posted this morning, you you know, about their relationship and where the the organization is going. So you start with that and then you look at Will Levis, Mike Vrabel. One of the things that he always loved about Tannehill was the toughness. Right. And and that's something that Tannehill really he, he showed in 19 and 20. And it's funny because that's the first thing he talks about when you ask him about Will Levis. So you got that. And then just the ability to, push the ball. Like there's no part of the field. He can't throw the ball to. So they're in good shape there. I, I think you look at the weapons. DeAndre Hopkins is still an excellent receiver. He just bumped up to 28th all time and receiving yards with 12,075. 
And uh, you got that, but the problem is the O-line. So I think if you talk about Levis, you got to talk about that protection first. That That's the big issue, and that's so where the, the breakdown is. Titans usually have traditionally had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. What what went wrong in, in, in this, this year? Well, there was – you know how players get that first-round grade on them? Like they have that sticker, and then you always want to take a chance on that talent. And Andre Dillard – they signed him to a what three-year 29 million deal. He was gonna be the, the left tackle. And like I don't like to rag on a player, so I'll just I, I'll just kind of put to. it like but you're going he's, to Go he's not good. Like that's that's like the easiest way to put it. He's just not good. And and so that failed them. And that's where the major breakdown was. Taylor Lewan, he had the injury. Um, he had a, a, a ACL. It was the second time he tore his ACL in three years and he weighs like 250 pounds right now, and he's not doing anything other than what you guys are doing, podcasting. So, yeah, it just it just was a breakdown. In their center, uh, Aaron Brewer, there's been some issues there. Uh, right tackle Nicholas Petit Ferrer, he had a he got suspended the first six games, and then he had a shoulder injury, and he's out. So it's just yeah, it's it's been a just just a bad bad situation. Now they got Jalen Duncan. They drafted him out of Maryland. He and uh, and you guys know, you know, from the senior bowl, like he, he stood out. So he's the left tackle now. And and he and, and, and Peter Skaronsky, who they picked at 11, it, those that left side is good, especially from a run blocking perspective. But, you know, I, I think uh, Chubb, I think Chubb, the astronaut, I think he's going to have a good game uh, uh, this week, you, you know, against that that offensive line. So, Ron, here's the thing, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, like the Titans were like seven and four last year until it all blew up, fell apart, and then this year they're four and eight. I mean, is it as simple? That it was just injuries. It's injuries. It's um, the ball not bouncing your way. Like most of their, so they they lost eight games. I want to say six, five or six of those games have been by one score or less. Look at look at the game that they played against against the Colts last week. Like it's twenty five to twenty one. You have two block punts, one for a touchdown. The other one puts them in field goal range, right? The Colts were in the red zone, and not only the red zone, low red zone, inside the 10-yard line. Four times they scored one touchdown, but that touchdown was the go-ahead uh, touchdown in overtime. You, you know what I mean? So you look at that, and, and like that's the type game that the, this team, other than, the, let's see, the, the Browns, they Cleveland, Cleveland spanked them. There were like two or three games where they got spanked, but everything else has been close. So it's one of those things where you have a team that if they could just find a way to win in the margins, that record would be totally different. But you, you know what they say about if, right? If and the aunt, and I'm gonna leave all that out. You know how the aunt could be a be an uncle. You, you know if. Listen, but I, I'm always puzzled by the lines. I, I look at these lines that they give the Dolphins, and and yes, I'm I'm I'm. I've covered the Dolphins for 15 years. I've yet I have I've, I've covered the Dolphins for 15 years, so I'm not used to 13 point lines. Yeah, um, is that a reasonable line without Jeffrey Simmons and maybe without Derrick Henry? And I don't know the status. It's very reasonable. I'm not allowed to bet on football, but I'll probably take that line. You know, because Jeff is going to be out for for two two weeks at least, and and that's the emotional leader of that defense. You know what I mean? He's the one when they come together on the opponent's logo when, when they're on the road, he's the one in the circle, you, you know, and then you, you you pair that with they're just getting over the loss of Kevin Byard. 
So it's like I don't know how that defense is going to be. Wasn't so, yeah, no I, it was a trade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a trade. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes. Yeah. And it's you know they got a fifth and a sixth. Now they got eight draft picks, so they could. But you Ooh, know that's equivalent to a fourth. And and they saved six million in cap cap space. So Ooh, six million. It's one of them things, you know. Come on, bro. Yeah. Like, here's a, I got it, another one for you. Uh, Teron, has Mike Vrabel ever gotten over the trade of AJ Brown yet? <laughs> it's funny because I'm I'm in Philly now, and I was just talking to my homie about that yesterday. You know, I, I don't think he's ever going to get over that one, man. He, the way I, I talked to him after that, uh, after that trade, and, and he told me, like, he was like, it gutted me. Like, he had a personal connection with AJ. And I don't think the organization has gotten over it either because, you know, you talk about emotional leaders on, on, on defense. Well, he was one of the ones on offense, and he gets you what you call free yards. You know, five-yard catch ends up being a 60-yard completion, touchdown. Not only that, he had that toughness that really like personifies the type of team that Rabel wants to have. I mean, he's a yep. if there's a Rabel wide receiver, I mean, he's about it. That's it. Brings physicality to the passing game, and he liked to block too. Mm -hmm. Um, let me let me ask. So, so you think that it's very reasonable a thirteen point line? So you're expecting yeah. a blowout? Oh yeah, absolutely expecting a blowout. And you look at the receivers, Jalen Waddle. Um, it's funny you go back, you watch Christian Fulton's. Senior year, uh, what well, last year at, at LSU, he put the straps on on all of those Alabama receivers. But Chris is uh, he had an MRI yesterday. He's dealing with a hamstring issue, and that soft tissue stuff continues to pop up. And you know, when you go on against a guy that got gas like Waddle, you, hamstring is something you can't be thinking of because you got to run. You got to run, and, and yeah, no, it's going to be bad. And Murphy Bunny, he's a big a big corner. He likes to get hands on, on the receiver, and, yeah, if he doesn't, he'll get cooked. And, and that's what happened last week. And, you know, Waddle, Tyreek Hill, those guys, man, roadrunners. And, yeah, Omar doesn't want to believe me that when when I, I, I talk about that, this is, okay, let's look forward to the Jets in week week 15, and Omar is, like, accusing me of, like, ah, oh, you got to play every opponent, and, you know, everybody can get you. You do. You do. I you got to play every that. opponent. You can't look, look past a team, but. You know, this is a week they probably it, – it, it wouldn't hurt them to, to look past, but uh, you do. You got one week at a time. You know how they say. Man, this is – listen, um, these lines just make me so uncomfortable, but I, I, I get where the organization is. I mean, the Dolphins are one of the top teams in the NFL right now, and they're performing like one of the top teams in the NFL. The, the question is, can they beat a good team? I mean, that's the narrative that's out there. Yeah. Then yeah. I, I make the argument every week. I personally do not believe that there is no such thing as a bad team in the NFL because anybody can get you on any given week. And I think that the the, the Bengals just showed that when, when when they you know the Bengals just showed that. Um, no, what what, what the Bengals were not a bad team, Omar. They 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 were five and six. Not like they were three and eight. They were five and six, and they went to the AFC Championship game last year. Last I checked. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, not- but you know, nine nine's not playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's a different ball game. But you All still right, got Chase. But uh, yeah, I, I, I get I get what Omar's saying. I, I get what he's saying, and it makes sense. You can't you every week. You know, you're going against people that get paid to play. You know what I mean? Every team has difference makers, so uh, you can't look past any particular opponent. And, and and this, I know that there are some issues and some injuries, and you know that Derrick Henry's a big matchup that that that's questionable and troublesome for me. Um, just because if you look at his career against the Dolphins, he has pummeled the Dolphins just and and the, it doesn't matter. Anytime the Titans play the Dolphins, they have success in the run game. Dolphins just lost Jerome Baker. Um, yes, Duke Riley is a capable backup, capable starter, but I'm sorry, I'm a little bit scared of the Titans run game. And if you want to shorten the game, the best way that you could do that is to run it, the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, well, that's what you have to do. And, you know, Tajay Spears is, is, is a really good player. So uh, he's the rookie out of um, Tulane. Um, I would expect a heavy dose of him, and he's somebody in the passing game. He gives you an option too. So, you you know, that's something um, you never know, man. Like all it takes is one or two plays, and, and next thing you know, it's, it's a whole different ball game. So I, I, I just don't see the, the Dolphins losing this game. Like I don't see how they could lose it really, to, just to be honest with you. Gotcha. And, and 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 here's the thing is, it's, so Omar and I were straight on this. Is it's not an idea of like Dolphins don't even have to show up. Yes, the, the Titans could get him, but a lot, a hell of a lot of things would have to go wrong for the Dolphins, right? For the Titans. And for example, on defense, I'm looking without Jeffrey Simmons. Who's the who's the player the Dolphins have to concern themselves with? Harold Landry. Oh, that's easy. Danico yeah. Autry, ninety six. 
Danico Archery, he's leading the team with eight sacks. And he's someone that uh, you guys will appreciate his play, man. Like he knocks down passes at the line of scrimmage. He's tough against the run. He's he's a solid player. So that's somebody to watch. Um, they want to get Mostert and A-Chain and, and those guys rolling. Um, Tier Tart is another one to watch. 93. Really good swim move. And he's a guy that that constantly is in the in the, the backfield. And, you know, he's a fellow 215, fellow Philly cat. So I gotta give him love, you know what I mean? And and He's like, uh, you remember Samuel Adams? Like how he used to just disrupt stuff at the line of scrimmage? That's how he is. And he's a really good player. So those are two to watch out for. Let me let me ask you this question about Derrick Henry's status. And we know he, he isn't in the concussion protocol, which I think is a little bit questionable and troublesome just from the standpoint of I don't trust NFL players when it comes to injuries, particularly with concussions. But what can Spears do or what has he done that makes you feel like he can carry that workload? Oh, we have a little situation here. Let's see if we can – should we try oh. to fix this over here? You got me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah, back on the other phone. The other phone died, man. My, my cord is messing up. So I'm, oh. kind of move, I'm, on, I'm on the move, man, and I – you know, I, I I didn't bring my charger, so that's that's. I, I hear you just had a baby. Yeah, you just came a grandfather. We totally understand. Uh, yeah, know what yeah. that, um, with Spears, what do, can he bring to the game that can add a dimension that the Dolphin, if 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 Derrick Henry cannot go. Yeah, you know what I tell you, this would be a really good game for David Long Jr. to to show his worth, and I, I say that because David Long, he's actually. He's my favorite linebacker in the NFL. Really? I love David Long. I love his game. I love the emotion he brings. I love the way that he is able to weave through offensive linemen and get to the, the running back. He is my favorite linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. So I think this is a week where he could show his value. Now, the reason why I go to him when I'm talking about Tajay Spears is, is if the, the Dolphins, they, they decide to go to man defense, he probably would be the one that ends up covering Tajay Spears. And Spears is a guy, like, they'll line him up out wide. They'll motion him into the slot. They use that motion that, that the Dolphins use, you know, that CFL-type motion that they – Cheap motion. Short, yeah, the cheap motion. They'll use that. And he's a guy that they love to get the ball to him in the, in the passing game. But if Derrick Henry doesn't play, he's one that, like, he's good at playing, like, that peekaboo game where you'll see him, like, put his hand on the offensive lineman's back and pop out whatever side to, to get into the into the hole. That's the one thing about Derrick Henry that's that's different from before is how he used to hit the holes. You know, it's a step slower and Tajay Spears, he hits the holes quicker. And I will tell you this, he's one of the most elusive backs in the NFL. He's somebody if you look at the ratings and stuff, I know a lot of, you know, analytic folks, they like to look at the elusiveness rating and all that. I will guarantee you he's probably like top five in that number because he always makes the first man miss so that's something he's coming off a career high 16 carries for 75 yards he's a big play that's always waiting to happen gotta ask you since you brought up david long jr gotta ask you about those comments from mike vrabel at the end of last year where he kind of like he mentioned him it was another player i don't remember who yeah or, there you go about like taking care of yourself so you don't deal with hamstring injuries all the time yeah soft tissue what did I mean? What did you I mean? First of all, how uncharacteristic that's rare of a, of a head coach to call out guys by name like that. What'd you make of that? 
Yeah, he called, you know, he called them repeat offenders. That's what he called them. There you go. And it's, I mean, this is a team that's just been so injury prone. I mean, they set a record for most players rostered on game day uh, two years ago. And, and last year, they approached that record. It was like 89, I want to say. So he did mention David Long. And, you, you know, the thing is, David Long had his series of, of soft tissue injuries. So he had a bunch of them. And it's funny because, if I'm not mistaken, he's played in every game down there for, mm-hmm. for the Dolphins. So yeah. I don't know if that was a, you know, in-building issue or, or, or what it was, but he's played in every game and, and, you know, he's racked up buku tackles. When it comes to just, like, the way he plays, I, I know that coaching staff really liked him. Um, um, Tyrone McKenzie, who coached the outside backers there a couple of years ago, was his position coach in Nashville, and I remember when David Long first came, because he was Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, and like, the league had the nerve to let him fall to like the, the sixth round, which was crazy to me, but I remember when he first got there, and I, I talked to Coach Ty a lot about him, they really they really liked him from the rip. And it's interesting, because they don't have him as an every-down linebacker, and now that Duke Riley is having to step up for an injured Jerome Baker. It'll be interesting to see if his role shifts and if he also becomes the green dot player. Um, that, that That's something that, that we're definitely going to look forward to uh, to see uh, on Sunday, the evolution of the Miami Dolphins linebackers and their defense, which right now I believe is ranked number seven. Who part did I say? I said six or seven, I believe. It. Yeah. Yeah. And that's your guy too, man. Duke Riley, LSU product. I, I know that's your man. Yeah. Uh, let me let me ask you about. Um, I, I I'm I'm a big draft guy, and I know you're a big draft guy too. Where do you stack up with the caliber of quarterbacks in the 2024 NFL draft? I know guys haven't declared yet, but what who do you have your eyes on? Are you a Caleb Williams guy? Caleb Williams, he's the best quarterback. I mean, uh, there's not really a conversation to be had. He's the best. I really love Penix um, Jr., Michael Penix Jr. He's a guy that, you know, NFL coaches and organizations will love because, let's face the facts, this league is about big plays, you know, and he probably, I'll say it, nobody has a better deep ball than him. He, He was able to, you know, push that ball down the field. Looking out there, looking like Mark Brunel. You know, Hold on, you don't think it's because of the conference that he plays in? Because let's not act like they play any defense over there. Yeah, I mean, they don't play defense, but you still got to put the ball in those spots. And, you know, you look every time you see Roma Dunze, you know what I mean, like this, and the ball just dropping perfectly over his shoulder. So, yeah, I mean, you, you can't mention the conference and the lack of defense, but the placement is still there. So, And he, he's mobile. I like the fact, like, people will hold his injuries against him. He has two ACLs. But I like the fact that he went through that adversity and, and was able to push through it because, you know, no situation to get too muddy for him because he already been in situations where you have football taken from him. I like players that go, that has gone through adversity. So, you know, I, I, I Penix is, is legit. Jaden Daniels, who I think is, should win the, the Heisman, he's another one to look at. Um, Bo Nix, I mean, like, He's been in college since you, you, you know the the Expos were playing when he when he first got to college. <laughs> but, you know he's still good. He's a really good quarterback too. So you have hey man, you a good college quarterback. You could make a million dollars today in the NIL era. So right, 
Right. They they're trying to pay uh Quinn Ewers to, to come back. You know, that's what Texas is doing. But mm-hmm. you got, you know, Arch Manning uh back there. You know, Lil Manning is is, is nipping at his heels. Mm-hmm. Um obviously Teron, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you for joining us uh, again. Um, I, I want to say this segment is brought to you by U-Brake Wheel Fix. U-Brake is your complete wheel repair and refinishing solutions located in North Miami. Over 25 years of experience repairing damaged wheels from cracks and bends. All types of refinishing and repair work can be done at U-Brake Wheel Fix. If you need some assistance, call Mark at 305-748-0112. Teron, obviously, brother, we appreciate your time. Looking forward to seeing you in South South Florida. Um, thank you for your time, my brother. Yeah, for sure. I'll be there Saturday. Doing an extended right. stay this time. And, and you're coming in Art Basel week, too. So, you know, holla at your boy. I got you. Appreciate it. All you. right, man. All right, Thanks, Teron.